This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest. I need to ask for your help, but first, I want to thank you for listening to StarQuest and supporting our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture. We've added nine new shows since 2019, including, most recently, The Secrets of Middle-Earth, just in time for the new Amazon streaming series. And we have plans to add even more, but the network needs additional resources. We need to bring on more audio editors, video editors, and production equipment, including video equipment for Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World and new shows we have in the planning stages. If you value this show and the other great shows on StarQuest, we need to hear from you now. If you're not yet one of our monthly patrons, please become one. And if you're already a patron, please consider increasing your monthly donation. There are many special patron benefits we'd like to give you, and you can learn more about them by going to sqpn.com give and clicking become a patron. Your support at this time is crucial, so please go to sqpn.com give Today, that's sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Trek, where we discuss the hidden layers and deeper meanings found in all the Star Trek TV series, movies, and more. And today we're discussing the latest episode of Lower Decks called The Least Dangerous Game. I'm Don Bettinelli, and joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stiga. Hey, Father Corey. How's it going, Don? Very well, thanks. And Jimmy Aiken. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, I'd say Boimler is the least dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, be sure to share the podcast with your friends. Uh, help us grow the community and reach more listeners. It's uh, We rely on you for that, especially. Uh, I want to tell you about another show on the network you're sure to enjoy, a new returning show called The Secrets of Middle Earth, where right now we're talking about the latest a series from Amazon Prime called The Rings of Power based on J.R.R. Tolkien's writings. So check it out wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Middle Earth. So, Jimmy, can you give us a recap of what happens in The Least Dangerous Game? This week, the Cerritos is in orbit around a planet that has a broken space elevator and where transporters won't work. So First Officer Ransom takes Mariner, Rutherford, and Chief Engineer Billups down. But Ransom is secretly trying to prove Mariner will disobey his orders if she thinks he's, she, she's right, so he starts making deliberately perverse command decisions. Rather than having the two engineers fix the space elevator while he and Mariner pay a diplomatic call on the natives, he reverses their roles. He has the engineers go pay the diplomatic call while he and Mariner try to fix the elevator. At first, things seem to go fine, but then Billups and Rutherford violate a planetary taboo, and they're about to be sacrificed to a, to a sentient volcano that is worshipped as a deity. Uh, still, Ransom won't budge, so Mariner decides to disobey him and go down to save them. As she's skydiving down to the surface, Ransom calls her and reveals he was testing her to see if she'd disobey him. But he's concluded that she's right, that the engineers are in over their heads and they should go down. To cover her disobedience, Mariner must exhaustedly climb all the way back up the space elevator, after which they both skydive down and Ransom fixes the diplomatic crisis. Meanwhile, Tindy has convinced Boimler that he'll make more progress moving up at the ranks if he isn't so cautious and doesn't have to plan everything out in advance. But Boimler goes to the opposite extreme, and instead of making decisions in the moment, he decides to boldly accept any request made of him. 
This leads him to accept an invitation by a predator-like alien named Cranch who wants to hunt him. Boimler runs from the terrifying Cranch, but eventually stands his ground and tries to become the hunter himself. However, Cranch instantly defeats him. Fortunately, Cranch, Cranch's race believes in catch-and-release hunting, so he only wants to take a picture of the defeated Boimler, who has earned his respect by trying to become the hunter. In the end, Ransom apologizes to Mariner for testing her, and their relationship is slightly improved. And Boimler decides to continue being bold rather than super cautious. The end. So <laughs> the title, The Least Dangerous Game, is uh, one of many, 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 many uh, takeoffs in TV and movies uh, of a 1924 short story called The Most Dangerous Game, in mm -hmm. which a uh, wealthy... Um, count Zaroff. Yes, a R Russian count uh, on a remote island hunts the most dangerous game, which is human beings. Uh, so uh, that's that's where we start. Although yeah. this is game as in animal you hunt, not pleasant yep. activity you play. Although there's a, I think there's a, um, a double meaning because they also start the episode where our for uh, Lower Decks Companions. Oh, here you mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I, was thinking, I was still yeah. talking about the short story. Right, right, right. No, but I mean, in, in this, yeah, there's also that, you know, the least dangerous game. They, they're also playing off of the fact that they're playing a tabletop board game called Batleths and Binucks, um, yep. which is obviously a take on um, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, 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 and and it's it's got an interactive component, so that you not only are rolling dice, but you've got a screen, and on the screen is Chancellor Martok, voiced <laughs> by JG Hertzler. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was super awesome, and he's he in the opening video game instructions, he says, "You will all die on this quest, but." <laughs> Will you do it with honor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's interactive. Like it, 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 they talk to it and it responds. You know, with the pre-programmed responses. Uh, uh, go ahead. A lot of people pointed out that it it, it likely was a takeoff of the the old VHS interactive mm -hmm. games that were popular for like five minutes in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Right. Everybody, one, bought them, everybody played them like twice or three times and said, oh, this is too tedious and put them away. <laughs> well, there was one called Star Trek The Next Generation, a Klingon cha uh, challenge, which included, um, oh, what, Garon, uh, I, I forgot the name of the actor now. Um, Richard the, something. Yeah, the, the actor yeah. who played Garon, but as a different Klingon who had uh, taken over the Enterprise and you were opposing him trying to prevent him from taking the Enterprise back to Klingon space. And so there, there's a little of that. So that game included taped instructions and interactive, uh, you know, interactions with, with Kavok and um, so, so on and so forth. So there's a little bit of that, I think, in there as well, which is plays well into the whole ethos of Lower Decks, which is, is to really dig deep and provide a lot of fan service to the to the big the biggest mm -hmm. of the big trekkies and I, I i again i really appreciate that well and there is definitely some fan service to video game players people who play you know modern video games because obviously first of all this was created by frangi it's a black market frangi game yes and they frangi have obviously kept up the time honor tradition of pay for downloadable content <laughs> yes yes there's definitely dlc <laughs> Uh, so uh, so that's a lot of fun and it, it creates our, our B plot of this episode um, uh, the, obviously the A plot is this whole story of Ransom and Mariner that we is kind of held over from last time uh, where Mariner was put under Ransom's uh, authority 
to test her whether she really belongs in Starfleet. And interestingly, uh, the title is based on the B plot rather than the A plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I I kept looking for ways that it applied to the A plot, but I'm not sure. I, I uh, anything I I it picked would have been a stretch. So I, I don't really think it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. So yeah, we have this space elevator, which is a lot of fun. I, I like this. It it had it really recalls uh the uh Star Trek uh the the JJ Abrams reboot where yeah. they had to skydive off of the space elevator mining rig no. whatever that thing was uh to Vulcan. So uh, I no. I like that. Now, now Dom, it's not a space elevator. It's an atmospheric lift. Right. It's not a space it's an elevator. Orbital tether platform. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, 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 right. They, 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 they kept saying it's yeah, not a space elevator. Um, and uh, so, what was the, what was the deal with the planet? What like the re, the whole reason why getting the planetary assignment was so much better was is it like a Risa sort of thing? Yeah, basically. Yes. Okay, because um, they, they greet super, each other with kisses, not yeah. handshakes. Very with tongue, passionate. Yeah, very <laughs> passionate. Kisses. Yeah, yeah. That that's the the lower decks a uh, 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 a little spiciness that they're throwing in there. And well, Mariner is all set. She's like, let's let's go down and start the party. And that's when Ransom says, Starfleet isn't about yeah. isn't all about being fed fruit by erotic aliens with slightly different nose ridges. <laughs> I like the slightly yeah. different <laughs> nose ridges thing. <laughs> let's 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 hang a lantern right on that. Sometimes yeah. you have to get your hands dirty, is as is, is what he says. Um yeah. And he obviously doesn't know what the heck he's doing. <laughs> he's like, yeah. ah, I'm a Starfleet officer. I could, I could fix things. This is easy. And he, he totally doesn't. He totally messes everything up, uh, which is good um, for the, for the sake of the story. But it's that mm-hmm. when they get down to the surface, he, you know, even in his bombastic tear my shirt off way, uh, he still actually manages to get the job done and, and repair the diplomatic problems. Um mm-hmm. So what the uh, so initially when Rutherford and Billups are down on the planet and they're phoning up occasionally to let them know how it's going. And at first it's going great. It's like a party there. The aliens are catering to their every whim. They're getting along wonderfully. And then all of a sudden things are really bad because they walked into a sacred hall without exposing their without exposing their navels <laughs> yep. and 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 they're being put on trial and um billups it turns out has in the next phone call he has an they they do expose their navels at that point it's like look we didn't mean any offense and um and it doesn't help and what's even worse is billups has an audi and yeah. so now they're going to sacrifice him to the sentient volcano Morgo. <laughs> yeah. They say uh, they have a psychic baby leader, an evil computer and a volcano. Have you ever heard of overkill? And then they respond, yeah. it provides a system of checks and balances. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> well, I love the line they slipped in there. Is that Andy, don't become a king down there. <laughs> yes. Remember the episode where he had to. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Because he's from a fantasy role playing planet. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So, and that's, so that's pretty much. So, Ransom stops the volcano sacrifice um, of Billups yeah, and, and Rutherford. The, and the way he does it is he, as you said, Dom, he tears off his shirt and it so impresses, thus exposing his navel. Yes. And, and they, by the way, they regard their volcano god as the navel of the world, which <laughs> right. is, which is, so they have a thing for navels, but it's not unprecedented. There are, 
there are navels of the world in earth folklore and religion. So it's something that actually exists here. They've just taken it to another level. But he 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 makes a speech and rips off his shirt, exposing his six pack and his navel. And the sentient volcano god at that point says, your lava tubes are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is his abs, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, this is a planet that that they prize physical pe- perfection as the highest good. Right. Yes, they're they're a very exercise oriented um, culture. In fact, there's a a hilarious reference to that as uh, Mariner is having to climb back up the space elevator to get mm-hmm. where to where Ransom is. She encounters a literal climbing wall, you <laughs> like know, from like, a gym, like, <laughs> like you would find in a gym. And all of a sudden, the the you know the the scaffolding she's been climbing turns into a climbing wall, and she's like, "Stupid society built on exercise and wellness." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she has to pretend when she gets back to the top that she like she's been there all along, that she didn't disobey orders, that yeah, that you know Ransom wasn't right about her, you know, being willing to disobey orders whenever it's inconvenient and she, he's like all right let's jump out again like or let's jump out and she's like uh, uh can we wait a few minutes to just get on a rest yeah. <laughs> and as they're falling in as they're in free fall the second time he's all excited and she's just like snoring in her helmet <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man. So uh so that's our our B plot. Our A our A plot is or whatever. That was our A plot. That's our A plot. Yeah. I don't know. You, you with this show it's hard to tell. But uh so the other plot is Boimler. And so at, at you know, once Rutherford and uh and, and Mariner have to go to their briefing for their mission, that leaves Boimler and Tendi behind. And they are talking about Boimler's upset that other officers who he considers to be kind of like goofballs are flying up the ranks while he's stuck as an ensign, despite making every calculated move to advance. <laughs> um, and uh, it, what this uh, refers to a particular uh, Bolian officer that they know called Captain Vendome. Vendome, right. He's a captain now. And Tandy says, well, look, Vendome volunteered for every mission, no matter how dull. While Boimler weighs every risk and is very cautious and doesn't does go on these, and that makes the difference. So Boimler decides, attendees urging, to start volunteering for more. And in fact, Boimler, of course, takes it to the extreme and, vo- and says, I will volunteer for everything no matter what. And so uh, he starts off by playing spring ball with shacks and other security guys <laughs> and gets just gets ruined and... Uh, and then Shax invites him to join his Bajoran dirge choir. So they get and we get to see them singing Bajoran dirges and like they're all weeping as they're singing. Well, uh, and he's invited because he screams so well when Shax ran over him in the spring ball game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then after participating in the dirge choir, um, Chief Transporter Chief Lundy, who actually has been in previous episodes, though I didn't remember him at first. Mm. Who, who who is a creepy looking guy and Boimler's kind of scared of him. Um, he invites him to be a model for his figure drawing class. And right. so he says yes, yes to that as well. Yep. Yeah. And then, then we're in the lounge, the, uh, the whatever passes for 10 forward on the Cerritos, uh, where a bunch of the people who had been stranded on the uh, atmospheric lift 
I got that right this time, uh, yeah. have been taken aboard the, the, the Cerritos to wait till it's repaired. Um, and uh, Tendi and Boimler are in there. And uh, they are joined. They see this alien, this hulking, dark alien called Cranch. And I've got a bone to pick because in the subtitles, his name is spelled K apostrophe ranch. And dudes, okay, memo to everyone in sci-fi television. And I'm looking especially at Stargate SG-1 with Teal. <laughs> if it's got an apostrophe in it, you pause. Mm -hmm. So the name should not be Cranch. It should be Caranch. Yes. And yep. similarly, it shouldn't be Teal. It should be Teal. Yep. So yep. don't just, these are not like, umlaut rock dots that you just throw in <laughs> to make it look cool this actually has a phonetic value i guess well, they do and, and, uh, yeah good at, at least with sg1 you know and they they're, they're the guaul yes they're not the of course then then uh you know uh don s davis couldn't pronounce it so they became the gould as far as he pronounced them but <laughs> right right uh, it's like hawaii you know you say that the i twice uh so karanch is looking for someone to hunt because his his species is a hunter species. And so what we basically get is uh, the oh, movie Predator. It, yeah. And yeah. I, I love how he says it's his 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 biologically programmed urge to hunt is is weighing on him. And Tindy says, you could ask Dr. Ta'ana if she could help with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a pill for that or an injection. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, I was reading a comic book. Uh, I had not encountered it when it originally came out, but it's called Shirtless Bear Fighter. And it's yes. about a it's about a shirtless man who fights bears and he'll he fights all kinds of bears. He fights black bears. He fights brown bears. He fights white supremacist polar bears. He, <laughs> he, he fights uh, water bears or tardigrades. He fights gummy bears. He fights <laughs> Chicago bears. He will fight any bear. Um also panda bears and koala bears. Yes. Um, but he has a he has a compulsion. And if he doesn't punch a bear in the nose every 24 hours, he starts to get shaky. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. You sent me the cover yeah. of this, uh, the one with the, where he's fighting the koala bears because it looks like drop bears. And yeah. uh and it's in the style of those pulpy 1950s, I guess. Uh, oh, back in the 30s. Yeah, the, those adventure magazines intended for you know, young men, uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Koalas ripped my flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's always like a beautiful woman whose clothing is torn, you know, clutching onto him while he's trying to fight off the, the creatures. So, yeah, that that's good. Uh, it, basically, that's Ransom. Um, so, yep. uh, so. We have this sequence of uh, Boimler running through the corridors away from Karanch. Uh, uh, when he gets a wound and Karanch puts a bandage on it, is it Karanch dressing? Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> mm. dad joke. So mm -hmm. uh, he runs away and, you know, screaming all the while. And Freeman, he, he comes upon Captain Freeman. And oh, this she's, is great. She's remarkably yeah. unconcerned at the well, fact that he's being hunted. 
Not at first. At first, he's like, help, Captain Freeman, I'm being hunted. And she's like, we can't have that. And she's yeah, about to shut the whole ship. thing. And <laughs> yeah. she, he's, she's about to shut the whole thing down. And then he says, yeah, this alien named Cranch is hunting me. Oh, well, that's completely different. I had lunch with him. He's a great guy. Let the hunt proceed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You gave your word. I want to take my word back. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he he ends up, uh, yeah, they shared mimosas together. <laughs> that, was, mm. that was a good one. <laughs> Um, they, uh, he ends up hiding in these, the, uh, shuttle bay where he usually works. And yeah, although first he jumps in cetacean ops Oh and, right. and, and the dolphins are like, don't jump in here with dirty shoes. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cetacean ops. So you got to do more with that. Uh, and, uh, so he ends up yeah, kind of, um, he knocks into the game board where they were playing the, uh, Ballas and Binux, uh, game and the Martok interactive figure starts talking and I forget exactly what the, the, the quote is, but it, it, it emboldens him to want to, you know, take on the, you know, to take, take on the, 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 uh, um, what is yeah. courageous species like Venarix and, you know, be bold warrior. Yeah. It's basically a pep talk from, from, Ferengi simulated Martok. <laughs> right. And so he does this whole thing where he uh paints his face. It's the it's originally Schwarzenegger in Predator, that scene where he's mm -hmm. prepping to fight back against the Predator. Yeah. Uh, and and then jumps out and immediately gets speared by by Karanch. In the shoulder. In the shoulder. Well, worse yet, he doesn't get immediately get speared. He jumps out, has the element of surprise, and then sits there and monologues until he gets speared. <laughs> right. He gets, <laughs> he gets, gets injured monologuing. Uh, and uh, and that's when Cranch uh, does the, uh, uh, my, my species ca practices capture and release, and then takes a <laughs> selfie with, with, with um, an injured Boimler on the ground. Yeah. But I like the gives, second word where Boimler passes out and then he d takes another one just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but Cranch gives him his props for trying to become the hunter and he just warns him when you become the hunter, you don't stand there monologuing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And I guess it's it's a it's a bit of a, a, a funny jab at like the hunter hunting culture, you know, mm. in our society where, you know, these hunters will. Uh, you know, hunt a, uh, an animal and then they'll stop and after they've uh, you know killed it and take selfies with it and post them online as a sort of a brag of like, look at this giant elk I've I've shot. Uh, that I sort didn't, of thing. I didn't take it as a um as as I didn't take that as a jab. No, I don't think it is a jab. I think it's just a it 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 reminds you of that same sort of thing, which is just because that's what, you, you know, you, people taking selfies with their 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 captures and their kills. Yeah. So, and they do that with fishing, too. They right. hold, hold up the mm -hmm. fish they caught. Right. And that's where we get catch and release from is the is fishing. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't I didn't think of it as a as a criticism, per se. I just thought it was like a funny recollection comparing mm -hmm. it with yeah. the cultures. Same thing, kind of like taking the last shot of a hunt, you know, instead of, you know, with a rifle, it's with a camera. Right. Right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we we end with, um, you know, Mariner Ransom coming back to the Cerritos and having a little bit of a talk, although Mariner never really reveals the fact that she um, did uh, disobey, did disobey. Right. So but uh, and but there's a bit of a an attempt at reconciliation. Mariner mm -hmm. kind of tells Ransom, you know, what a good job you did. And Ransom comes back kind of like as a jerk as a, uh, you know, 
Um, I don't need uh, to be, uh, you know, praised by a, a junior underling, uh, you know, but as she leaves, you see him kind of smile anyway. So maybe there's going he, to be a reconciliation. He, yeah. He appreciated the compliment anyway. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, the the end of the, the uh, Batless and Binex game to end the, the episode where they're, uh, um, uh, they end up having to, the getting this notice where you can continue playing if you buy the next downloadable content from the Ferengi producers of the well, game. I love the ending because Boyan was like, I'm going to be confident. So I'm confidently go up and order some blood wine from the bartender. And, and the Bartok says the bartender was unimpressed and he rips your arms off and kills you with it. And it was a dishonorable death because you literally were killed by your own hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but you can buy a subscription pass uh, for an, an, an extension pack <laughs> to continue playing. Oh man. I just said that that was it's very funny. Um, so, uh, and that's that's pretty much it. And I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing much deeper in in this episode, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of fun and some funny, uh, a lot of funny gags and, and jokes. Uh, anything else yeah. to say about this one, Father Corey? I got a kick out of uh, Ransom as he's trying to fix the the atmospheric lift. He's watching a YouTube video yes. on how to fix atmospheric lifts. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> that's you know, we all do that, right? We need to fix a thing and they get to uh, watch a YouTube video. Uh, how about you, Jimmy? Any other things? No, nothing in particular. Um, I when I heard the title was the least dangerous game, I was a little apprehensive because there have been so many adaptations of the most dangerous game. It is, I mean, not only direct adaptations like um, you know there was a there was a movie that they made back in the thirties of yep. the most dangerous right. game, which then inspired the Zodiac Killer. Um, his executioner's costume was apparently based on that of Count Zaroff from the movie. Oh, um, but, uh, so there, and there have just been endless remakes of this in other media where you'll have people being hunted by somebody. And so I'm, I get a little nervous when I, when it's like, oh, great, here comes another one. But I enjoyed this one. This was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm also glad it was the B plot because I don't think it would have played as well as an A plot. Right. They would have had to drag it out. Um, and it was better to focus on the Mariner A plot, but it was an enjoyable episode and I liked it. It's kind of interesting to see how they're continuing to there's the danger in having a, a story called Lower Decks where your characters need to go up the ranks. Right. And if they go up the ranks, so they're no longer Lower Decks. So how do you keep, you know, mining that for for good fun and entertainment? And so we they're they're continuing to find these ways to have our characters succeed, quote unquote, and yet not succeed. Uh, so mm-hmm. like Boimler, you know, I'm going to take, take everything that comes my way in order to get, go up ranks and have it fail, you know, <laughs> disastrously <laughs> and Mariner having to go through these elements of I'm a rebellious, uh, child, uh, in, in an officer's uniform and, but yet I'm not being thrown out of the service. And so they're continuing to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like seeing that. All right. So I guess that should do it for this time. We uh, we before we go, we want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Trek, including Mark E, Philip W, Rose P and Harry R. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Trek and all the shows at StarQuest 
and you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's it from us. We'd love to hear what you think of The Least Dangerous Game. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash trek, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia, or send an email to trek at sqpn.com, or visit our StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next new episode of Lower Decks, Mining the Mind's Minds. Until then, Father Cory Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Trek. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of mining going in that next episode. <laughs> you, you won't mind it. Jimmy Aiken, thank you as well. Yeah, goo-goo-goo-joob to you too, and uh, live long and prosper. <laughs> and once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Star Trek on StarQuest. And remember, I'm Bold Boimler from here on out. StarQuest wants to hear from you. We're conducting a survey of our audience. That's you, to help us in our planning for the future. Please take a moment and visit sqpn.com survey. We'll be selecting two participants to receive an Amazon gift card as an expression of our thanks. So visit sqpn.com survey today.